we would do what had to be done no matter what. And I think in so many parts of life, whether it's business, entrepreneurship, or whatever, you have people who are talkers. Hi, welcome to the Winners Find A Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients, no sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system, and L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Well, I think the thing that worked... uh, really in our advantage. And I don't know if it was the 1% or not, but I say this several times in my book, you know, the, we're, we were part of the 5% who would do what the 95% of the people wouldn't do. It was as mm. simple as that. You know, they're mm. at the beginning, which is when I think you need this more than anything else. I mean, we, Butch would always say, you know, it's a good thing we got strong backs because our brains are not really <laughs> working that great, you know, but uh, we would do what had to be done no matter what. And I think in so many parts of life, whether it's business, entrepreneurship or whatever, you have people who are talkers, but when it comes right down to having to do, there's only 5% or maybe there's even less, Trent, that'll actually do it, do what needs to be done. It's a staggering statistic when you think of like EO is, I do a lot of speaking and things for them and 3.4% of all businesses in North America make $1 million or more. Top line revenue. In revenue. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, holy cow. Like, you know, for anyone who's done that, like, hey, that's a, it's a real hump to get over. And I really honor that and respect Mm -hmm. that. But you and I both know no one's getting rich on $1 million in top line revenue. Like Mm -hmm. it's a hard grind. Like, you know, you're making a living. You probably have a decent life on that. But like, you're not sitting there going, oh, you know what? I'm going to get on my yacht in the Keys. <laughs> like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, no. you might be going to somebody else's yacht in the Keys for about a day and a half, and then you're, someone's going to call you and you got to go fix it, right? True. Oh, so true. Yeah. To me, and I didn't realize at the time that I started, but I definitely realize it now. You know, if you're going to go down the entrepreneurial route, there's only one way to do it, and that's big. Now, you may not be successful getting big, but it's no, it's really not that. At least this is my viewpoint, Trent. It's really not that exciting to be successful being small. Mm-hmm. It's big is always challenging your goals. Big is always challenging your capabilities. Big is mm-hmm. always challenging, 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 and creating a bigger future for you, right? So small is, but so many of us get in. I mentioned the concrete guy, you know, they get into a business that, you know, to, because they want freedom, right? And then they yeah. don't get any freedom. They, they get yeah. freedom from not having a boss to answer to. But sometimes, yeah, and it is, especially if that unlocks some real potential in you. But if it doesn't, then, you know, maybe you're just better off, you know, like you're your own boss you got to answer to now, you know, it's it's no different. So big is what I believe. Go big. And it may not be a freedom of time, right? Because as you see any sole proprietor, I've been there where, you know, you're just busting tail to make it every month and you're going on this monthly run and you're like going, wow, you know, it was a great month. I don't know if I can repeat it because I don't know if I can keep up this pace of 62 hours of work. I'd like to go see my kid's ball game. I'd like to go see the swim meet. Uh, But you know, this, this thing's calling me. And if I don't do something different, 
I'm just going to keep on this treadmill, this little hamster wheel, right? And I'm going right. to keep running this thing for a long time. So I, I like this because I would equate this. Scott Spezio says this to me all the time, and it pisses me off because Scott's a great athlete. He played in the major leagues a long time. Right. And he's like, you know, it's easy to get to the major leagues. It's hard to stay. And I'm like, well, first of all, bro, it's not easy. <laughs> right? Like, let's just, whoosh, you know, like stop that yeah. right now. Like, because again, we're at this million dollar. Hey, it's not easy. 3.4%. Like not everybody makes it. And we know the staggering statistics on a company that's sustainable after five years is very low, right? Sure. So it's not easy. Okay. So let's recognize that right now. Okay. But like the idea that you're going to go big and sustain that, sustain that job opportunities for, for many and do that over time, man, that is, that's serious challenge. But with it, as you hire these team members around you, nobody does it alone. Nothing good is done alone, right? Nothing great. Yeah. That's good. So Knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently? Would you have fought for the job? Would you have done something differently on the corporate side? Well, on the corporate side, I did fight for the job. Like I was trying to get rehired while I was going through this thing with Don. And yeah, I tried because I thought, Trent, that, you know, I was like, oh, there must be some kind of mistake here. Right. (laughs) I mean, I can, I should be able to talk myself back into it. Look at what I've, but um, so I did try. And now, now that I know how the corporate world kind of works, that was maybe a maybe a silly thing for me to do, but it's what I felt like I I needed to do. But I'm glad it didn't work. I'm glad it didn't work and I'm glad that I got this other job and I'm glad that didn't work because if it wasn't for, you know, those two things, as I mentioned, I wouldn't be where I where I am today. I wouldn't have you know, partnered up with Butch and we wouldn't have created, you know, something sp- special and gotten to work with so many fabulous people and Right. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, rear view mirror, right? It, you know, 2020, right? It's the clarity is totally clear. Yeah. You know, right. and, and I really want to honor that and value that because I hear the gratefulness of what this trial and how it served you. For people that are going through the trial right now, and there's a lot out there, right, man? I mean, it's yeah. COVID. They shut my restaurant down. They, you know, it just feels like things just keep getting stacked up against people, right? They're in the middle of this trial. There's going to be a day probably that they're going to look back and go, wow, listen, the trials, like we learn a lot from the bad stuff, right? Like, like, you know, as an athlete, I probably learn a lot more from losing than I do winning, right? And and the good ones learn from both. And I don't want to discount that, but like, man, the losing stays with you a little longer, right? You're going to practice a little bit harder the week after a tough loss. And especially after you get, you got your butt kicked, right? And so what would you tell someone in the middle of it right now? Well, you know, I'll acknowledge that every situation is different. So if this isn't appealing to someone, that's fine. But ultimately, the lesson that I've learned and I try to teach the people that I work with is you mentioned it. They shut my restaurant down. They did this. They did that. This thing we get into when things don't go our way, where we want to assign blame for that mm-hmm. or responsibility mm-hmm. for it to someone else is a losing game that, you know, maybe it feels good around, you know, when you're having some beers with your buddies and they're all like, yeah, that, yeah, they've screwed you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, okay. But that your buddies can't change things and blaming someone else or waiting for someone to come and save you can't, won't work. You know, it doesn't work. So I try to reframe it and I just say like, hey, man, you know, bad things happen all the time or things that we perceive to be bad happen all the time. But here's the deal. Whatever we're into as an entrepreneur, whatever we're into and wherever we are, we designed ourselves to get there, plain and simple. So you can acknowledge that or not. 
if you don't acknowledge that, then I feel like you're going to be stuck and you're going to be small and you're going to be feeling all of these things that you don't want to be feeling. But if you do acknowledge it, it does two things. One is, you know, it's like, oh, okay, bummer. Yeah, it's all on me. Uh, that sucks, right? But the other part of it is like very freeing, right? Because if I can say to myself, well, look, it, I'm here because of a system that I designed that put me here, right? It was like, it was almost exquisitely and expertly de designed to put me here, right? So if I'm capable of doing that, and yeah, I'm a, it got me to a place I didn't want, but that's not the lesson. The lesson is I can design something that works, right? So let's put my energy to designing something that works to produce where what I do want out of this, that mm. keeps me going forward. And I feel like that's the point where it starts, right? If you, whether it's sports or anything else, if you want to blame it, blame where you are or how you're feeling or why you'll never be successful or why you want to quit or any of those things on someone else, you know, okay, do that for five minutes. And then like, let's get past it and start thinking, well, this is because of me. Mm -hmm. I may not want to admit that. And I may not, may not make me happy, but it's true. And where do I go from here? Yeah. I mean, it's a big itty. It's a big itty, right? That we, you know, we always talk about. And what I hear, it's responsibility, right? Like you are the responsibility. I love the quote, you know, you are responsible for your results, not yeah. anybody else. Like, you know, like you are responsible <laughs> for your results. And when we talk about winners find a way, I often talk about the four behaviors of what losers do. And I watch for them in every organization I work for. I watch them for people. I train them to listen for them because blame is number one. Mm. It's a losing behavior. It's a victim mentality. And it's no ownership. It's not taking responsibility. So it doesn't serve anyone. So it's a losing behavior. Two is, right. you know, right along the lines. It's excuses. I lost it in the sun, Mike. I, you know, like, uh, you know, the glass was too small. I could have, you know, what? Like excuses, excuses, excuses. Another losing behavior. The third one is quitting. Oh, this is tough. I need to go get a job. Like Mike expects too much from me. Like, wait, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. Like, hold on. Like, how's that going to work? And then the last one I call the ostrich method, right? Which is like, we're just ignoring the data that we're not losing. You know, we're not going to, no, no, no. Like, uh, Trent, you're good friend. Mike says you're down uh, 42 to two at the halftime. I don't think it's going well. No, no, no. We're going to stay with the game plan. This is working. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think it's working. Right. Yeah. All the KPIs are telling yeah. you you're a loser and you're losing. You've got to find a way. And this isn't right. it. And you're going to have to change and adapt. And I see people that will not, they won't own that. They'll, they'll uh, literally bury their head and not, not happening. You know, Trent, one of the mind games that I played on myself, and I think it's valuable for a lot of people is when it comes to this thing about responsible yeah, responsibility. So for a long time, I thought that everything that happened in my business, particularly the things that I didn't like. I was responsible for like they were a part of me like they they were spoke to who I am and mm -hmm. that yeah. th that's hard that was a lot of weight on me and so I discovered that that wasn't how I should be thinking about things I can't be responsible personally for everything that goes on right I it's not a reflection of me what someone else did and I internalize it as I'm responsible for it however what I really am I really have the responsibility for all of these things. So by shifting that, for me at least, and I, and I hope it's valuable for other people, it took the weight of being res personally responsible off of me in a way that liberated 
you know, got me out of this, helped get me out of this valley where it's just like being crushed by this feeling and instead said, look, I'm, I have the responsibility for what happens here. So it's not me, but it's my responsibility. And just that little change made it feel like I could do it. I could deal Mm. with it. Right. I had to deal with it either way on both, no matter how I was thinking about it on both sides. But when I wasn't a hundred percent responsible, when it wasn't a reflection of me, when it wasn't like, I thought people are looking at me and going, Hey, did you know that, you know, they rolled this truck over and spilled shit all over the place. And you know, no, 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 that's, but I have the responsibility for dealing with that. You know, so I, I'm accountable for it. So anyway, it's just something that I've. Is is, is, when you talk about, let's come to your book here a little bit for a minute. Yeah. Like ownership, right. Is it, would you say shifting and reframing? are interchangeable or do you see those things as two kind of different things? Talk to me yeah. about that. So what's great about it is I see shift as such a flexible word, right? Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'll, I'll say that I, you know, pivot is a very popular word right now. And yes. I don't believe in pivots for the most part because pivots in a literal term are just you either going around in a circle if you're a, you know, a piece of machinery or something, or, you know, in a sports analogy, it's like, you know, you're trying to fake somebody out by having one foot stay still and the other one move. That's not movement though. Shifting mm. is really about movement, right? And you can move sideways, you can move forward, you can move backward. My belief is that the entrepreneurial journey and life in general requires shifts all the time. The question is, what's the right shift for you to be taking? So when I hear people say pivot, it's almost like an excuse. Like I'm going to pivot because my idea sucked and now I'm going to do this. Well, not you're not pivoting, you're shifting. And so, yeah, I believe that shifts are mental shifts are physical, like, you know, their actual movement. And sometimes shifts are voluntary and sometimes they're not voluntary. And if, when you look at the cover of my book, you know, the shift is italicized. It's like, it's almost like someone's got a chain on it and you're pulling it because I don't want to shift on my own, but I have to shift. So I need a coach or I need a mentor or I need some influence in my life that's saying, Hey Trent, we got to come, you got to come this way, man. And it may not feel very good, but I tell you, once we get over here, it's going to feel a lot better for you and we can yeah. start to make some progress. I think you kind of described, I mean, when when they kind of told you, you're this young man, rocket fuel on your way to, you know, being a world beater at this company. I take it that's an involuntary shift, right? You know, we have a lot of this in baseball where they kind of tell you, you can't play anymore. And like give you that, hey, you'd make a nice coach talk and like, oh. You know, that's a job transitions. What's going on there? Like, you know, you are shifting whether you want it or not. Like, no, right, no, why right, are you right. Playing, paying me to play. Like, no, we won't. Yeah. Uh, that's the point. Like, you know, you just are coaching other people. And so it's, it's a bit of an involuntary. Shift. That is an involuntary shift. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But as entrepreneurs, we can make shifts, voluntary shifts all the time. Sure. And that's really the point of my book is let's get our heads around needing to shift. And when we're unable to shift, let's get some help. Let's figure out how to shift because yeah. Do you do you equate that like to a car? Like if I'm sitting there and you're you're coaching me, right, Mike? And I'm sitting there going, "Hey, man, I'm winding up at seven thousand RPMs. Like, can we go? You know, seventy eight miles an hour in second? And you're like, you're kind of right. winding it out, brother. Like, you know, if you don't get a new gearbox, you're just gonna burn this one up, man. How are you gonna do it? Yeah, I do equate it to that. And in fact, you know, I, I getting back to my you know, love of trucks and truck driving, you know, what's, yes. what's interesting about a, what's interesting about the, a, a transmission, a manual transmission in a big truck is that you can't just shift it when you want into a gear, like you can a car, you know, in a car, you put in the clutch, you can put it in any gear. A truck doesn't operate that way. It only goes into the gear where the RPMs match, you know, the gearing on that gear. And if you yes. don't get it right, you're just going to grind. That's it. Yeah. 
So, you hear it every once in a while on trucks. You hear oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear it for sure. So yes, that's shifting component to it as well. Love it. Well, let me ask you a couple of audience questions. All right. Okay. Sure. What's are some of the values that you're practicing and maybe even developed along the way that made you change the way you see things, kind of allowed you for this reframing, this shifting in your life to take place and, and change some perspectives? Yeah, I'll give you two. One is something I call fallacies. So I created stories about me that were based on my experiences based on my interpretation of experiences that I had. And I didn't, I was telling myself as if they were true, mm-hmm. Trent. And the reality was those stories were just my interpretations of what I experienced or witnessed or saw. So that when, you know, I was looking at them as being bad stories, but it, they were really fallacies, you know, where I, instead of me, something. I told myself a bad story about it and then I believed it. So I had Mm. to break that. And then the second thing was I draw a distinction like I do between shift and pivot between decisions and choices. And I look at decisions as being these things that, you know, entrepreneurs make all the time. Decisions, 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 you know, it's like the more decisions we make, the more value we have, the better we are and the world loves Mm. us more. Is that true? No, (laughs) it's not true because choices are the things that you make that really make the difference that get you flying above your business as opposed to being stuck in your business. And so when I shift discovered that I said, Oh, okay. So really what I need to be doing is making more choices because choices take time. They take introspection. They take self-reflection. They take planning. They take all of these things. And so those are two things that definitely uh, significantly and positively impacted me. That's awesome. I mean, that's a, that's really good advice because we hear this all the time, right? People are making 50,000 decisions if you're the CEO of a company every day, right? And we, and we can talk about everything, right? Like from the time of what socks you're going to wear and it just starts right from yeah. the beginning. It's just decision, decision, decision. And it's crazy to think that if you have to make 50,000 decisions, you're not making, you know, you're not making everyone right. Like these are you're just not making the right decisions all the time. Now, our hope is that the decision that, that hey, let's say the 1%, 1%, by the way, is 500, right? The, the 1% of the decisions that I'm off on are, hey, I picked the wrong socks. Hey, I should have used a different pen. Hey, I, I drank the wrong coffee today. Like something that's not like, oh, I lost my best customer. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like not, the, not the worst decisions I could make, right? But so you kind of reframe this with choices, which I think is really value. I love Rick Pitino's book. You know, he's the longtime basketball coach, Providence, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, yeah. Austin Celtics. And Rick has a book called Success is a Choice. You're making mm-hmm. them all the time. And you should get really good at making good choices. And so he dives into how do you make a good choice, right? And and, and really breaks that down. And I love that. I, I think that's a great audit of excellence, right? I like it too. I haven't read the book. I'll, I'll have to pick that up. Nice. All right. So let's uh best and worst part of your entrepreneurial journey. Well, the worst part was when Butch passed away. So he, uh, in 2003, he was burned really badly in a fire at one of our plants and Three days later, he passed away. So by far, that was the worst, yeah. worst thing that it, worst uh, thing that I ever had to deal with. I'm sorry to um, hear that. That's awful. Tough. Yeah, and the best, I think. I mean, I guess I'll say the best was the day we started together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of this would, I wouldn't be talking to you. None of this would be possible if uh, he and I hadn't hadn't uh, started. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that. Are you watching Ted Lasso? 
Yes. Oh man, I love Ted Lasso. Yeah, right? I love Ted Lasso. There's so much leadership stuff there. One of like the second episodes, you know, he comes out of the apartment, you know, his assistant coach is there and he goes, you know what it feels like? First day of school. You know, and you can just see, because <laughs> we're like, we're pumped up, man. You're, you're yeah. hopping down the street, man. You got your new kicks on. You're like, yeah, going to school, got a new shirt for school. Like, and we're excited. We're pumped up. And so the swirling possibilities of what can be on day one when you and Butch, I just could imagine, like, I want to be a fly on the wall and, and feel that energy going, wow, these two are up to something. Like, look at this. Like, it's right, palpable, right? right. right? Yeah. And, to, and speaking of Ted Lasso, talking about shifts, I mean, yeah. look at all the shifts that that guy's making. You oh, know, yeah. And, and everyone it's as awesome. they go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Really for cool. anyone who hasn't seen it, like, I'm like, hey, man, you just watch it. Like, just, yeah, just watch, watch it. it. And by the way, watch it with subtitles. There's a ton of stuff going on and you got to hear everything. And the, and the British oh, humor is quick. It's witty. And like, you got to get in because there's a bunch of little things happening if you're not listening to all of it. Right. Let me pivot this one. Last uh, question here. Okay. Man, you've had a lot of success. You won a lot. What's the best battle you've ever conquered in your lifetime? The best battle I've ever conquered. I'm talking conquered. about the battle. I'm talking about go to war. Like, this is it. I, so I would say uh, back in 1996, I was indicted for some crimes, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a few years into my entrepreneurial journey, this comes up and that's a tough spot. Yeah. And one of my competitors before the internet was being widely used and stuff. So yeah. one of my competitors finds out about this. He takes it and he mails it to all of the clients that we have that he knows of. Of course. Anonymously. Right. And, you know, I'd always been, uh, his company was one that we competed hard with because we were new, he was established and we were taking stuff, sure. you know? Yep. And I always thought like he ran a crappy business. So it was easy, right? We just ran a good business. He ran a crappy business, but I gave him this opportunity to make him feel like he was superior to me and to us, right? By, by getting involved in this. And so he sends us all out as if doing so is going to somehow elevate him, right? Like, yeah. He thinks, well, this is going to, you know, make people feel like I'm superior to this guy. And um, I just thought, well, that's at the time I didn't think this. I thought it was you're really crappy of him to do that. But I understood why he would. But later I thought, you know, deciding to do that was just you admitting that you weren't as good as us. Mm. And you thought, well, here's my chance. I don't yeah. need to actually be good. I'll just pretend. Yeah. And then a couple of years later. You know, his plan didn't work. And a couple of years later, he was going bankrupt and we ended up buying his business and putting him. It's awesome. Do you have, um, let's, I got a wrap here. This is so good. Now, you know, you and I could talk forever. For anyone, handles real quick, Michael, where do they find you? I'm most active on LinkedIn, which is just my name, Mike Malatesta. Yep. And Perfect. of course, my website is Mike Malatesta, M-A-L-A-T-E-S-T-A.com. Perfect. I'm at Trent M. Clark on all the social handles, leadershipity.com and leadershipity on all the social handles. Make sure to look for our upcoming ebook, The Pyramid of Leadershipity. Going to be awesome. DM me or email me if you'd like to take the assessment on your leadership. And you can let me know what you think. Trent at leadershipity.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue to rate us five stars. And the Winners Find a Way show, we always work hard to find value delivering stories from the one percenters and the leaders for every episode. Mike delivered as usual. It's, it's just, just awesome. I had a quote that I loved thinking about our you know time together and you know thinking about your deal. Culture can is a Seth Godin quote. Culture can really be defined in 10 words. This is who we are. 
And this is what we do, right? Mm -hmm. I love that quote, thinking about kind of what you've shaped in this ownership, like, hey, clarity is a big deal for me. And I just really, just really identified with that and ownership. So is there a quote that you go to when things are tough? Well, um, this is a quote from Dan Sullivan, who's, who's the founder of Strategic sure. Coach. And it's real simple. It's all progress starts with the truth. So I go to that all the time. And I say it all the time because people often don't want to mm. acknowledge the truth. And you can't make progress unless you acknowledge the truth. I love it. And I've never heard that quote either. That's great. And it's awfully good. So Hey, for everybody, thank you for coming out on the Winter Find the Way show. Thank you for Mike Malatesta. Thanks so much, Mike. So good to see you and a bunch of fun having you on, all right? Yeah, it was a blast, Trent. Thank you. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Thank you for listening to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast. Trent, together with the leaders who shared their learning and experiences through this show, are grateful for allowing them to help and support you on your journey to becoming your best. Write a review, rate us five stars, and share this episode to your network.